Hello. All right. There we go. You I'm got it. Running. I'm good to go. Estas Recordando. I'm ready to run this town tonight. Rocket hey. Inside Out. Oh, you're doing that one? I was yeah. going Stray Cats. I might Sorry. be. Uh, yeah. I might be dating Stray myself. If it wasn't just cat. totally, uh, totally inappropriate that I, you know, knew that song anyway because it doesn't actually date yeah. me. Yeah. I was very young when that song first came out. <laughs> yeah, it is. In fact, it may even predate your birth. Uh, I don't know if it's quite there. I feel like yeah, uh, Brian not. Setzer was probably like 84, 85, which would have you know made me one or two. I got the chops. It says 1981. It beat us. It did? Wow. Yeah. Released in 1981 in the UK. Way to go, Brian so. Setzer. When you were brought into the world, those heady days. Brian Setzer was already living large on his stray yeah. cat strut money. He's like, Joe White, who do I care about him? But in this world, a child was born. Yes. A child who would live to see Brian Setzer recreate himself once again as a swing musician. But who cares about Brian Setzer? There are important things to discuss. Brian Setzer does. Brian Setzer's wife, if he has one. I think Brian. I'm almost certain Brian Setzer is a not trail dead. Of wives. But he might as well be. Yeah, that's probably a mean thing to say, but it's how I feel. Well, you know, he was on The Simpsons, or was he? Was the Brian Setzer Orchestra on The Simpsons, or did only Tito Puente have that honor? No, I'm pretty sure Brian Setzer probably appeared on it at some point. Yeah, they probably had, in like season sixteen. So. Million four thousand. No vote of confidence. But hey, I've got some new. I'm going to guess this is a video game podcast. Is that what this is? Yeah. I've played a new video game. Mark this day in your calendar. Don't lie. I got it the day it came out. And it is so much fun. The game I am is referring to is Magica. Oh, spoilers. I ruined it. Killed all the tension you were building up. That's fine. Thoughtbird Ava, actually, uh, from the forums, uh, he's messaged me on Steam occasionally. And he messaged me the other day. He's like, is the podcast over? I was like, no, I've just been super lazy. Uh, we're going to record one tonight. Spoilers by Magica. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like a, like a scared child. Well, for, like, according to in, him, you he just wants it to a divorce? 500. Like, he doesn't care about anything. <laughs> and then it can end. <laughs> yeah, we, we could it's post like, like an RSS feed that's a, a link to yeah. an empty 30 minutes just blank of episodes. noise. Yeah. <laughs> And he Just apparently, if we made it that. to 500, he'd be satisfied. You guys only got like 35 more episodes to go. Just do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll just come on and be like, uh, and then figure out how to edit it so that that lasts for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's the old trick that you would use to copy paste like a lot of the same <laughs> yeah, word. You're double spacing you just your like, podcast. You, you like type out one, and then you copy paste that. And you do that a couple times until you got like six or seven iterations of the phrase. And then you just copy that whole thing. And then you just hold down control V and go for broke. Yeah, you're, you're adjusting the margins, taking it to 16 in Courier. Hoping that's your how, teacher doesn't know. That's how I used to have like IM conversations where I put 600 exclamation points after something I'd said. So it would just be exclamation like, points. Pace, 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 pace. Yeah. They'd have to scroll up to see what I actually said, yeah, which people was don't rarely even, of consequence. <laughs> people don't even realize that this podcast is actually 
spoken at like you know a hundred words a minute, and we slow it down yeah. extremely. It's like the reverse of zero punctuation. Yeah, he cuts the pauses out. We put them in. Yeah, basically, when this podcast is originally recorded, only dogs can hear it. Yeah, and we got to tone it down. And then we we decided that demographic was you know kind of a dead end. This questionable cultural validity. I was almost certain we would see an iPod for a dog. I just knew it was going to happen. <laughs> dog pod. It just makes sense. Yes, it does just make sense. I mean, Apple can sell anything to the people that really like Apple. So maybe yep. they could do that. <laughs> my, uh, it's like, what other my office is living proof of that. Ah, uh, yes. The dog pod. I got a Mac at work now. You I... want to know why? Because, like... The the purchasing sensibilities, I don't know, if just... Because they the wanted to pay twice as much for the, the same thing. computer? Is that what they were thinking? Mm, They're like, oh. Well, not even. This it really worked out in my expensive. favor. Because my only options were a pretty good Mac, which I suppose is probably pretty much the only Mac, or a piece of shit Dell. Like, worse than the Dell I already had at work. It's I, but the, like it, by the time it gets to that, it's like, why are they... I mean, why are they giving you the piece of crap Dell? If they can afford a pretty good Mac? Like, yeah, what Dell? Like, what? The Dell? Like, okay, so a sub-$500 Dell or a more than three grand Mac. Well, obviously, the decision was made and for you. And those were my choices. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, so which one do you want? I don't know. Uh, the one that's got a gigabyte video card? Are you serious? Yes. It has a gig Dude, of video. <laughs> you can play StarCraft on that thing, which is the only you game you can really play on, on it. it. Well, no, but like it has to come out for a Mac. It's like WoW well, and yeah. StarCraft. Dude, boot camp. Oh, that's true. I or just, Parallels, that leave, man. It's got I a, just leave uh, OSX up there to keep up appearances. Yeah, that's true. They've got a Pentium 4 now. That is sweet. Oh. Yep. I, f- I fooled around with some Dawn of War the other day <laughs> on one of the like many one of the many Sundays they had me work. I was like, I want to do even less work on a Sunday than on a Saturday. <laughs> let's let's go for broke. Can we break a record? Yep. I want to be playing Dawn of War while I watch some crappy sci-fi channel TV mm-hmm. show on Hulu. Oh, man. I saw this movie called Exam. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was like, uh, oh, I don't know. How would you compare? It's one of those movies where everybody's stuck in a room, except that... Uh, I think I know the movie you're talking about because I've seen it on Netflix. It, it, it just start, keeps the, coming the, up for some reason. I yeah, don't know. The black guy from Resident Evil who gets split into a million pieces. Is oh, in it for yeah. He's the British around guy? Five what minutes. else has he been in? Yeah. He was in something else. Uh, was he in a vampire movie? Brian Setzer Orchestra? I don't know. He was in the Brian Setzer uh, Orchestra? He was the saxophone. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Let's perpetuate that <laughs> myth. Why, the black guy from Resident Evil was a saxophonist in uh, Brian Setzer's Orchestra. Oh, he was, in, he was in Alien vs. Predator. That's probably where you'd re- recognize him from. I don't know. He's been. He's one of those guys that's definitely been in a lot of stuff. He always plays the stern, you know, leader. Yeah, he was in a couple of the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. I'm not seeing anything really else that sticks out. Oh, he. Oh, right. That's where we remember him from. He was in the live action Blood: The Last Vampire. That is exactly where I remember him from. He was the gym teacher. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to take you to Vampire Bar, lady. It's like, what? <laughs> that was... That doesn't even make... Why are you here? That was the same year as when Exam came out. And let me tell you about this movie. It's about nine people that have to sit in a room for a while. And uh, if they mess up, then they don't get a job. It's not like they get murdered. They just don't get the job. But everybody's taking it really serious because apparently it's like the job of a lifetime. And you know, in these economic times, you got to have a job. So what, like, how do you mess up? Is it just they ask you questions or uh, is no, it a trolley uh, they the just leave you to your scenario? own. They leave you to your own devices and then, uh, then you, they basically wait for you to screw up. So if you talk to the proctor through the security camera, you're ejected. Or if you ruin your test paper, which uh, supposedly has a question on it, but... There is, in fact, it's black. So they're like, maybe it's like infrared and we have to knock out the lights and then the infrared lights will come on. And uh, I'm going to spoil the end of the movie for you. The question was what the black dude from Resident Evil asked when he left, which was any questions. And the response was no. And that's how the girl at the end got the job. (laughs) I'm not sure how that proves she has a leadership potential. Well, you could have but also. Like everybody, but that the the answer to that question could have also been a question like, "Where is the bathroom? Weren't you in the mm-hmm. Brian Setzer Orchestra? Yeah, <laughs> weren't you the saxophonist? That is racist. <laughs> Why is this paper blank? Yeah, Why do I have like, a third There's all these nipple? like moments of tension where they're like, "Oh, okay, okay. Here's what it is. There's developing fluid in the sprinkler system, and we gotta start the sprinkler system." To uh, to get the what? developing fluid to fall on the papers, and that's going to show us the question. This is so stupid. Like, why would anybody believe that? I think everybody would just believe it's a total waste of time and sit there doing nothing. It's the job of a lifetime. They have to try. Oh, I guess maybe they're feeling the pressure because they think it's a test. So you have to figure it out in some extreme way. Yeah. And then so the one guy pulls some subterfuge because if you ruin your... Somebody else's paper, no big. But if you ruin your own one, you're outie. So this guy's like, here, I'll give you the paper of some girl who already got ejected. Then he's like, ha ha, shim sham, sleight of hand. And then he gives the girl her own paper, which he lights on fire to set off the sprinklers. And then she's like, no, no, I need this job. And then they drag her out. It's like, fuck this movie. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Um, uh, and I like movies like that. That was it was like a Cube Two Hypercube movie, but like in how was that like in, uh, Cube? Like Cube was you go through a number, a door that has a prime number, and you yeah, get your head they chopped gotta, off. I mean, I guess the the parallel I'll draw it's like it's people in a situation where they don't really know all the rules and they have to puzzle it out. And I like movies like that, even if all the Cube movies are awful. That's probably why <laughs> you watched all the seasons of Lost. It's, that's probably true. That show was pretty bad, pretty pretty quick. That's all of lost. Pretty quick on. I don't know. I'll tell you what. After a while, I was in it for the lulls. And uh, when it was hard for me to keep going, I just thought of that picture of the guy from Lost staring at the ground and being like, tell me your secrets, grass. (laughs) And I was like, those are some good days. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just like when the, that meme of sad Keanu Reeves, which is probably yeah. the greatest meme on the internet. I'm going to clue people into the best loss video. It's only about six seconds long, but there's a dude in the show that's Scottish, and his uh, isn't it his uh, girlfriend's is name it Mary or Pippin from the Lord of the Rings? No, not him. He's he's in the show, but it's somebody else. Uh, his girlfriend's name is Penny. And he's he pronounces it penne. So there's just a video of a dude going up to his, his kitchen cabinet and pulling out a box of penne and being like, Oh penne, I've always loved you. And I love you, Penny. I love you, Penny. And then you're not gonna get this, but then he's like, No matter what, dude, Charlie, you're gonna die. Charlie is from Lord of the Rings, and he was fated to die. Oh, Charlie was the one from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, little hobbit man. Fool of a took. Next time, throw yourself down the well. Jerk. Kicking Way helmets. to go. I mean, the consequences of, like, Gandalf chews him out, but seriously, like, he did, you know, summon the orc army and the Balrog, which eventually killed Gandalf. So I think Gandalf's yeah. tongue lashing was very appropriate. <laughs> I think it was actually, like, a little, uh, a little gentle. Yeah, considering the consequences. No. <laughs> it's like, hey, thanks, dumbass. <laughs> Turns out there's a monster that's made out of smoke and fire down here, and you just told him where to find us. I mean, as soon as I uh, heard the drums in the deep, I probably would have just flipped him end over end into the well. <laughs> yeah, you would also get like, just like socks him in the mouth. It's like, caca! Grot says that was Pippin. Apparently, I've confused which one is which. I don't really care. I know his last name is. Well, Tuck, you can't. And it was Mary or Pippin. You can't really be. Uh, you can't really be held liable because you didn't watch Lost. But perhaps I should hold myself to another standard. Or no, I know exactly who it was. Care. It was the blonde one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The blonde one. Weren't they both blonde? I think so. But I know the guy from Lost. Which <laughs> Hobbit he was. So. That's okay. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Because this isn't another show about game. the Lord of the Rings. It's pretty good. It's about exam. Exam. <laughs> it's even the, worse than another show about the Lord of the Rings. Maybe we should make the, it a show about the Lord of the Rings. The black dude from uh, Resident Evil. Just call his him the saxophonist from the Brian Setzer Orchestra. It was the highlight I mean, of his media career. Yeah. <laughs> I guess invigilator is a real word. Invigilator? I'm probably saying it wrong. Invigilator? What? A person who supervises students during an examination. I've only ever heard so, proctor. Yeah, it's also called a proctor. But uh, I guess the, whoever wrote this movie... They must be British. Went on thesaurus.com. Well, they, it is a British movie. Well, that's why. Uh, British people, like they know all those crazy words that we dropped out of the language because yeah, they were right. stupid. And then they're wasting all that time spelling color with U's. <laughs> Think how many times have you just left it at O over the course of your life? Curse Days, you, Britain. Maybe weeks. We didn't do away with PH being pronounced as an F. We're not taking your U's <laughs> or your theatres. But but armor and favorite. We don't do that. Armor in English, no, I, in American they want English, us to. Oh, you all, you've always wanted it to be armor? No, they, they want us to do it. Oh, okay. That's why we have the Second Amendment. <laughs> to stop right. them. We have the right to bear arms so that we can, <laughs> so we can keep them from forcing their use on us. 
a silent guys. vowel. Get the get somebody find my gun. <laughs> this is a trick. We're not French. We took your language and made it better. Except for those of it. us that are French. And to those of uh, you, I say, why can't stop they just move French. to Quebec? Sorry, Lafayette. Uh, anyway, but we should start talking about games. Specifically, we need Magica. To- Magica is so good. It is crazy fun. Crazy How much fun. have you played the co-op? A lot, actually. Me and this kid, Terrific, who I convinced to buy it um, after he told me I should buy this like Dota Cars game that turned out to be awful, and I'm glad I didn't buy Dota it. Dota Cars? Yeah, it was so like... So, like, the Ferrari is the healer? Well, no, he, he we were playing LOL, and he's like, hey, guys, I found another game. It's like Dota, but with cars. And everybody said that sounded stupid, but he downloaded the demo <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they made a they made a game they made an MMO about cars. I believe it was called Auto Attack, and there was like a healer car. Well, no, I think I remember that game. Like you, you were an, a, a car that was like racing around some wasteland. Yeah, that didn't sound also as terrible as like this. Because they auto assault, maybe that was it. It doesn't matter else. because those servers are long dead. Yeah. Oh God, they're they're just gone. <laughs> oh, but if you go, oh, it's the it's NCSoft, aka the people who make every friggin' MMO that isn't World of Warcraft. Well, at least they're trying. Pre- yeah, they gave a shot. Guild Wars, City Heroes. Dude, I'm really psyched about Guild Wars too. Actually, a lot of people are. I really liked Guild Wars One. I didn't really play any of the expansions, but that game was fun. But this is Magicka time. We need to know. The populace, it's only $10. It and is. it's supposed to be patched by now. It is. There you go. They released a patch, I think, on, I don't know, Thursday last week, maybe? Um, yeah. And it fixed... The, the main complaint against the game was that it claimed to be, like, internet-ready multiplayer, and a lot of people had trouble with that aspect of it. I personally right. did not. I was playing with a guy that lives in Oregon, and he was hosting the game... And it worked seamlessly. I mean, there's there's issues, but it's a ten dollar game. <laughs> like, it's buggy. Like, there there's all these things that explode in the game, and if you get too exploded, even if you have health left, you just disappear. You like fall through the map. <laughs> oh man, we were playing Gears of War last night, the first one, because we never beat it together. Okay. Uh, and we stopped like, at gonna, some point hold in on, the you're middle. You're going to explain why you went back to Gears of War. Uh, it's, uh, it's still Gears of War. So we stopped in the middle, and we were like, hey, why did we stop here? Turns out we stopped uh, right in front Coltrane. of this, one of those, like, those parts where the path splits, and it took us about an hour to get through it. And the time we finally did win, I was rolling away from one of the explosive crawly guys, and I rolled off the map but didn't die so i sort of just floating in midair and i was like well have fun killing all of your guys and all of my guys <laughs> because i am helpless here and if they reach me i will die uh, <laughs> and i basically i sat there for you know probably close to five minutes just rolling in place until i finally shook myself back onto the path really so it was just a bug that the game eventually worked out yeah, it was just trying to and, figure out how to eject you from the weird interstitial dimension you had ended up in. Yeah, basically, and it, it eventually figured it out. Um, there's some assy things in that game. Like, it's amazing how far video game design has come in even four years that people remembered 
from computer games that you can just have a button for grenades instead of having it be an equivalent weapon that you have to switch to <laughs> that takes 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So but anyway. Magica, yeah. Keep sidetracking you. But it doesn't. It's all right. Because I do that to you when I haven't played the game that you're talking about, and it's all good. But Magicka is awesome because there's always like you've always had that idea that wouldn't it be cool if there was an adventure game where you actually cast spells, a la like the Jutsu in Naruto, where instead of just having a button that casts a spell, you had to combine a combination of glyphs or runes in real time to make the spell, and that's essentially what Magicka does. Uh, Q W E R and ASDF are all assigned to different elements, and different combinations of those elements will produce different effects. Like, some of them are kind of generic, um, but they do make different things. And then you can do... it. There's just so many options that you're basically... You can do the same thing twice, mostly because when you cast Lightning, Infernal, and Ice at the same time, you produce a beam that both severely damages your enemies and slows them. Uh, so you're going to do that one a lot. But there's like a million other things that you could have done to kill those same guys. So it's it's just wildly fun. It's perfectly it's not perfectly executed because it's a ten dollar game and the coding is kind of jacked up. But in terms of the idea of the game uh, being played out in the mechanics, it is wonderfully executed. I yeah I I can't I, speak highly I enough a little of it. the demo. If you don't like Magicka, you're a jerk. <laughs> Pretty much all I was doing, I didn't even play through the whole demo, but I played far enough that you get outside, and I was just combining lightning and arcane and going to town on goblins. Yeah, well, that's basically, lightning and arcane is pretty sweet. Eventually, guys can be, like, sort of immune to arcane, but you still have to use it because your lightning does not reach far enough without the arcane to amp it. But, like, you can do things like cast a cold wall that freezes them as they walk through it, and you can throw lightning in that so that you cast a lightning wall that freezes as they walk through it. And then you start wailing on them with the arcane lightning blast. It's I mean, some of the cool things I saw people talking about on the forums is like putting up a shield and then putting something bad inside that shield so it just bounces around, blows everything up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. You can, all, you can make multiple kinds of walls explode out of the ground. My favorite thing, though, is to equip wall spells to my sword because... The sword attack command is a special one. Like you hit shift and the the left mouse button to slash people. But you can imbue all of your attacks with elements. So if you cast a wall spell and imbue your sword with it, the next time you attack, you'll cast that wall in a straight line. So you can make fiery volcanoes of rock explode out of the ground in a line in front of you that sets all your enemies on fire. If you so choose. Now, that's what really appealed to me, is that it it looks and feels a lot like a Diablo game, but without any of the senseless clicking that permeates a Diablo game. Well, I mean, the, the cool thing about it is that, um, you know, you could play it like Diablo, where you just run around casting the same spells over and over again, and, you know, you, you could probably beat the game that way, uh, but you wouldn't have any fun, and the game basically encourages you to not do things that way. Because they give you all these options and bad guys that, for the most part, aren't really that hard to kill. So you just experiment with killing them. Like, you can cast a lightning right. bolt, which is really, really fun. And 
it's not entirely random. It basically gets cast on anything that's in front of you. So the closest thing that's in front of you is going to get hit with lightning. Um, so you basically you kill your friends all the time. But it is super easy to resurrect them. The spell for resurrecting is just two keys. So I think that they anticipated uh, what the yeah. real challenge in the game was going to be, and that was not killing your friends. Because you can totally Ghostbusters it, and like if you cast Arcane, Lightning, and Frost, and then your buddy casts Arcane, Lightning, and Fire, and you cross those beams, the point at which they cross is going to explode for some massive damage. So if it's too close to both of you... <laughs> you are certainly going to die. Yeah, that's why I saw that people were like, you can cross the streams. Oh, you can like produce a more powerful beam. If you cast the same spell, like if you do Arcane, Lightning, and Frost, and you both do that, it'll hit, and at the point that it hits, it'll essentially, um, the angles will produce a straight line. I mean, I don't really know how else to describe it. So it'll be, if, if you're making a triangle, or, or sort of the... Uh, yeah, whatever. If you're making a triangle, yeah, it'll just at the shoot apex out from the of that of triangle, triangle, it'll shoot right. out in a straight line. And you can like direct yeah. it. It's super awesome. You just pour it on. And there's these huge guys that take all this damage. So it's so much fun to do that to them. Yeah, well, and then that that totally solves one of the issues with Diablo of Andrew getting the firewall and killing everything before anybody else can do anything. <laughs> it's like, no, instead you're actually encouraged to team up and com- combine with your partner. Or one of the really cool things is that you fight other drew like other wizards in the game and they're actually pretty hard. Like the first time you fight you fight these three druids and one of them keeps casting a rain that causes the entire screen to be filled with water, which doesn't seem like that big a deal. You think like who cares? But you can't cast any lightning spells if it's raining. So right. you can't resurrect your party members. And, you know, while that guy is casting rain, his buddies are just rocking the crap out of you with uh, stones enchanted with water. So they're hitting you. Like, the stone spell is like a rocket launcher where you just charge it up and it shoots a projectile in a straight line. And because it's got water on it, that saturates you, too. So it does huge damage. And, again, you can't cast a lightning spell. (laughs) You're just like, gosh. Well, you can cast a lightning spell. Well, yeah, you'll just get hurt. It'll just But with disastrous results. Well, it's not even really disastrous. It won't come off. You'll take a little bit of damage. But then so you know, you have to know the trick to how you get rid of lightning, which is self-casting fire. Which is like right. the fact that you know there's that intricacy to it. It feels a lot like um, kind of like the fighting engine in a, like a, a Devil May Cry or Bayonetta, where it is deceptively simple, but complicated enough that if you're really interested in sort of delving into its depths there's a lot uh there's a lot there to to discover and that's sort of what magicka feels like there's a lot to to kind of learn just from the outset because you kind of like you have to be an adept you start out having all of the resources available to you and you have to figure out how to use them that's another thing that's really cool that a game just sort of gives you everything and tells you just to try it out well, I mean, I'm finding it. Go ahead. Well, you do get spells, so you know you don't start with lightning bolt, you don't start with grease, you start with haste. Yeah. Uh, but and like those are cool, but you know they don't even really give you everything. Like to cast lightning, you you have to learn that in order to make steam, you combine fire and water, and that actually gets collapsed into a single uh, element. That's steam essentially. So to cast lightning bolt is, um, uh, what is it? It's steam. 
uh, lightning, arcane lightning, and then you hit spacebar and you get to zap whatever's in front of you. But, you know, for the longest time, I couldn't figure out what that icon was because it doesn't appear in any of the individual keys. You actually have to learn that you need to combine that one to make oh, wow. the other one. And mm. it's a similar thing happens. You can make ice. So if you combine fire and frost, because frost isn't ice. Frost is just cold. So you can create, like, a damaging ice wall, but only if you combine water and ice first, which then gets collapsed into its own little elemental component in the spell that you're casting. And then, you know, you proceed from there. So, yeah, it's it's pretty huh. neat. I don't know. I, I'm all, really getting a, all that a for huge only kick $10. out of it. This is, like, one of those games that we certainly would have spent hours playing together if we were still, right. like... 15 um have you beaten it is it very long uh, it's got 12 levels i have not come near beating it um i think i've only made it to like the sixth or eighth level it's hard to tell I mean, 12 levels sounds like a lot of levels for ten dollars it doesn't i don't even care about how many levels it is if you gave me like ten dollars in this game with five levels i would be satisfied because it is super mm-hmm. fun and the nice like i'm really hoping that this is one of those things where they just keep releasing map packs or they do, you know, we're just going to make more Magicka games or release different spells and that kind of stuff so you can go and see how it works. Because, I mean, the components are all there. You could just keep plugging things into this already existing game and get a lot of mileage out of it. Yeah, it's like, where did this game even come from, man? I don't even know. It's crazy. It seemed to just swell out of nowhere. I heard about it. Um, I I didn't even hear about it. I actually game trailers finally came through and had a preview of it, and I was like, "Oh, PC, whatever. I'll watch this one." And I was like, "Oh, I am buying this right now." <laughs> as soon as it was like combine different elements to make spells, and I'm like, "That's either going to be super lame or super awesome." And for ten dollars, I will hazard you that. You gotta try. Exactly. It's like I mean, it's not a lie to say that this is the kind of game I've been waiting for for a really long time. Like, even in MMOs. <laughs> like, if you made an MMO entirely about, like, this, where you just said, hey, you've got some magic and combine different elements to be awesome or different key combinations, that's really fun. So, you like, you don't yeah. even have levels. The only thing You'd that matters hooked. is experience. Like, if you, you can actually just know more about the game and be better at it. It doesn't matter yeah. like what level you are. Your understanding of the game is what's going to uh, improve your chances of defeating enemies. Well, that is the dream uh, for some MMO players. But presses for you. Yeah, I, don't, I, I feel like I'm being kind of incoherent, but that's because I cannot praise this game enough. <laughs> it is very good, and it is buggy. It is always awkward. It's to, uh, buggy people. Extol I'm not gonna... the virtues of something on fast karate. It doesn't yeah. feel right. <laughs> it is kind of, and I mean, I'm not going to back off the fact that it is kind of buggy, but it's still just like, I mean, I don't know. I've played. I mean, I've played a lot of games, and this is this is like a Mass Effect moment where when you're playing a game and you realize you're having a really good time playing this game. That's kind of like how Magicka was. Like the the first time I ever like really did something in Mass Effect, even the boring stuff. Like, I really liked scanning planets in Mass Effect and reading about their weather systems yeah. and why humans can't live on them. Uh, but, like, yeah. So, it was, 
I was, I'm just playing it. And I'm like, wow, this is really fun. I am having a lot of fun playing this game. That's awesome. Yeah. I highly, highly recommend that you guys go out and check it out. Again, it is only $10, and it will not be a waste of money. Might as well. Might as well be $0. There's few things like I wouldn't try for $10. <laughs> I'm not saying they're all good, but if, like, if, if it's even marginally interesting. $10 like, is probably less than most people or less than or equivalent to what a lot of people will spend on lunch on a given day. Yeah, I think about that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I really equivocate about like X purchase, but I just spent $9 on a sandwich. Well, you live in New York. Which, which will give me much less joy than almost anything else, <laughs> temporarily speaking. Yeah. Maybe not in quantity of joy or quality of joy, but in quantity just about anything lasts longer than a sandwich when put in front of me. This is true. Uh, um, I played through Dead Space. I kind of want to talk about that, but it's already been a half an hour, so I can hold off on that, squeeze another podcast out of it. But I played a lot less of the new Castlevania game, and I could talk about that for a couple minutes. What is there Man, to talk about? How, that game blows from word on the street. Sucks. Uh, I don't know why people like it. Just like I don't know why people like God of War. Uh, <laughs> here are two things I have to say that could equally apply to Castlevania uh, as as well as God of War. First off, I finally figured it out. The reason why uh, enemies just have so so much health in God of War style games and feel like they take. 80 hours to kill is because of the total lack of precision of your uh, weapons. They hit such a wide area that they basically have to scale the monster health up that high because there is no requirement for accuracy. So if you were just flaying around and killing everything immediately, then there wouldn't be much to it, right? So but it's, yeah, because the, the, the button mashing nature of the fighting engine isn't yeah. complicated enough to require well, it's just enemies like, to be difficult but not unkillable. Every every attack you do covers the entire screen, so enemies just have to have a ton of health because you are hitting almost every enemy on screen with almost every attack. Yeah, so that's great, uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's the exact same thing as God of War, where they have like these middle sized guys. That take just way too much damage and basically never flinch when you attack them. So you're, you're not getting really any positive feedback that you're even doing a good job or have any idea that the guy's almost dead. You just sit there and keep wailing at him, keep doing the exact same combo because you have one best combo and that's it. And they all look the same anyway because they all just basically involve a, a whip-like flailing around. And the other thing is like, why did anyone ever greenlight the idea that you had f- to jam on a button to open the door? That is maybe the least fun activity in video games. <laughs> like having to, to yeah, it never have really the circle button the to open of the urgency door that they were going yeah. for in that moment. You're just like, oh, not another one of these. It's such a pain in the ass, and I notice it so much more now because I like it is an actual physical pain for me because like I don't know. I got joint problems or something. 
So having to hit buttons like that in rapid succession hurts. So I only want to play games where it hurts like that if they're actually good games. So I got maybe two hours into Castlevania, and I was like, I hate this game. I'm just going to put it down because I hate it. Like, and people were talking about how it's like 20 hours long. Screw that. Why would anybody want to play a game like that for 20 hours? Uh, you don't it's, have any taste? It's beyond me. I don't know. I don't they know. Didn't. It's like... That game also came out... Wasn't that a holiday release? Uh, probably slightly before, yeah. Probably like end of November. I guess maybe that's holiday. I feel like that would be a time you'd be competing with a lot of good games, or at least a lot of <laughs> really popular so. mediocre games. Uh, yeah, like Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, God, but like... I, I was kind of into it in parts. They string you along with upgrades to your, to your whip... Or combat cross, as it is. It is a cross that has like some a, sort of spectral energy comes, out, comes out. Yeah. It's like a ghost whip. Ghost ride the whip. Ghost no, ride that whip. Nothing as, nothing <laughs> as cool as that. He just like, spins it in front of him. And just, that's the, like, the ultimate attack in the game. Is the, the, the whip just spins in front of you, and then he like just dances behind Let's it. Let's go of it. Kind of does that shuffle. <laughs> Let's get, the crunk it shuffle. It keeps flailing. Ghost ride. Ghost ride Sipping the whip. Sipping on some purple drink. Uh, no, nothing as good as that happens in the game. But they they give these upgrades to you, and you're like, okay, that seems cool. I like that I can grapple onto stuff now. But it's got, like, the same assy platforming in Gears of War and all those other things that, like, no skill at all platforming. Like, it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to finish it. Oh, yeah. Basically in one try. Like, it's it's not even, like... I don't have a problem with, with things being easy or even forgiving. Like in the Prince of Persia they put out where you, you couldn't die ever. It would just send you back to the last time you were on solid ground. Like I'm totally fine with that because I'm not into losing progress on challenges I've already proven I could complete. But this is just like there's no actual effort. There's no tension at all. You're just navigating this environment that isn't really that fun to navigate. And it's not hard. But yet... They never put the checkpoint after the platforming. Like, it is always before it. So when you die at the giant spider, it shoots you right back to the platforming. <laughs> and then you got to go through, like, 45 seconds or a minute of shuffling on ledges, which is Dude, that's always like, like the least fun. <laughs> in another better experience with Castlevania, that would be, like, in Symphony of the Night, where you would shuffle through all of your equipment and like re-equip things and forget to save and then die oh god yeah and then have to go back and re-equip things after you died of course at oh, that point god, realizing I hate that you would uh you would definitely save afterward but yeah it feels a little bit like that like this sort of mundane trivium before you actually get to the exciting part of the game <laughs> yeah except there is no exciting part yeah i don't know it's why pretty much just they... trivia all the way down I don't know why they can't make a good 3D Castlevania game. They churn they, out good 2D they ones. They never have. Never. <laughs> I mean, the pro- I think the problem is, I think it's pretty safe to say that they are devoid of all creative impulse. Like, it, yeah, Symphony basically, of the Night came out more than nothing. 10 years ago, and it was really good. And the ones after have been pretty good, too, but they are clearly just copying a formula. Yeah. In fact... Until the most recent one, 
they were all almost exactly the same. Just like constrained by their technology so that the first ones that came out on the GBA were were like pale shadows of Symphony of the Night. But then around the DS, they were basically equivalent. And it wasn't until Order of Ecclesia that was like, wow, this one actually might be better than Symphony of the Night. <laughs> well, but I mean, the, the real thing is that even if you produce something that's moderately different, um, and maybe, you know, you could say it's not as good, but if at least if it delivers that same... I feel like it, playing those games is kind of like reading a novel by your favorite author. It's very similar, but you still enjoy it in the same way, you know? Yeah. And as long as it's not the I same mean, book, you don't feel cheap for doing it. But the, it's still yeah, the same. There, there's sometimes you want that comfort of something you know you enjoy. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's not like it's not dishonest to enjoy something just because it's similar. Well, yeah, and I'm not I mean, arguing. Like I've, I've said it before in this podcast that not everything has to be novel. Like you don't always have to make something new to make something good. If you execute well and you do it consistently, I'll probably like that game regardless of the fact that it's very similar to another game that I've played in the past. You know, like if you change the trappings, if the bosses are a little bit different. I I don't care that it's another Metroidvania because Some, I really like Symphony the of the Night. Sometimes the bosses aren't even different, and I still play it. <laughs> Especially this new one. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's one new boss sprite. That might be the only new sprite in the game. <laughs> the Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. But we played a lot of that for a while. Oh, absolutely. I definitely replayed Symphony of the Night when it came out on the Xbox. <laughs> Which would be like the third time I played it because I played it twice on the the PlayStation. I bought a PlayStation yeah, I, just to play it. I probably played it more than twice on the PlayStation. I played that game a lot. Well, it you, was one of my you've favorite done games like from that no era. item runs in that with all luck. Or when you put in the luck code, and like <laughs> you get hit once well, by just, one of the wolves. That's because I wanted all items. Yeah, you just, when you level up a little, it, it, it ends up not being that bad. But then you have to wear like the Alucard armor. To get more luck, and that stuff is awful. So it kind of scales it down a little. The real challenge is like trying to fight the bosses in that crap for no reason because it doesn't. It's not like bosses have drops in that game. No. So luck does nothing for you, except that when you critical, it's just hilarious. <laughs> if when you can see your damage, it's like 1111 <laughs> Well, but you don't even really need to be using the Alucard sword at that point because you had so much luck that as soon as you made it to the library, you got yeah, the totally Chris broken Chrysogram. <laughs> or the shield rod plus the Alucard shield. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there were so many broken I've things heard, about that game. I've heard tell in the new one, the multiplayer one, a Chrysogram or Chrysogram like substitute exists, but I think it's in the hard mode and we never even beat the normal mode. Because I think at some point it expects you just to grind. Like, you better kill this boss like eight or nine times until he drops nine copies of the item you want because you have to get nine copies of a spell to level it up. Oh, yeah. Some of the things were really cool. They put in the, the girl from one of the DS ones, and she's a spellcasting person. So her special ability is she can put out a wall and absorb enemy attacks, and a lot of those can be converted into spells. So you end up like learning a lot of things, which is neat. It's a cool way to get spells, sort of a blue mage I was gonna say style that. deal. But 
it's, it's completely luck based. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. So I played her for a while, um, but it's it's just totally based on luck, which is fine when a guy casts a spell that has a ton of projectiles. So every projectile counts differently. But when it's one guy who casts a fireball sometimes, and that's the one you really need, and you just sit there avoiding him, like dodging his jump kicks, while you're like, cast a fireball, cast a fireball, and then cast it, and you block it, and you don't learn the spell. And meanwhile, your three teammates are beating the entire level. <laughs> They're like, are you ready to fight the boss? I'm like, ah, oh, almost. I've just... I, I, I've blocked this fireball too many times not to learn it now. Just wait. Oh, yeah. I think that we, we talked about that when that game first came out. Your, uh, maybe. Your complaint was similar. Yeah, so I just gave up. And I started playing the dude from Dawn of Souls, whatever, Dawn of Sorrow, whichever one it was. It's just like, you just get, you still have to grind, but at least the enemies just give you their powers automatically when they die. So you don't have to, like, sit there like an asshole. You just have to hope luck is on your side. I don't know. That game is is pretty good in some ways, but also just like well, this regardless, slap dance it is far, garbage systems. It is far, yeah, far better, better than, than it's the successor on the uh, 360. Lords of Shadow, I guess it's called. Oh, it's so bad. I'm so I'm I'm actually kind of proud of myself that I stopped myself from playing it. The only reason I bought it is because. There was a buy two get one free sale. Oh, those are the at worst. GameStop. You're always gonna walk was, away with something that's garbage. Yeah, I know. I Castlevania was like, well, I heard it was good, and it's literally the only thing on this list I would consider buying because <laughs> I needed two copies of Assassin's Creed. Ah, so and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll get it. And I played it, and I put it that day up on eBay and recouped most of my losses. So well, if it was buy two get one free, you this, didn't have a loss. Because you well, bought two uh, yeah, and yeah, got in it fact, free. <laughs> the the, the end money. result is that we got the copies of Assassin's Creed for less than $20 each, which is something I'm pretty happy about. And the Assassin's Creed multiplayer is so fun. Oh, that is a good... I've heard that. That's I need to Dude, play it that. it is awesome. Like, uh, the mode we, we've been playing is where it's four on four, and you take turns being the hunted or the hunters... And it's just, it's, it's such a good feeling when you notice a guy. Because the way the game works, for those that don't know, is that each team picks a skin, like doctor or priest or whatever. There's a bunch of different assassin characters. And then the world is populated with maybe six individual skins, of which yours is among. So the objective of the guy hunting you is to figure out which of the skin you've chosen is you and which is NPCs. So your objective is to act like an NPC. <laughs> nice. And it is, it is so cool. And there are just these great moments where when you're playing on a team, you can lock onto a guy and then your, all your teammates will see the lock. So like we had this thing last night where me and one of my friends – we're both chasing the same guy, and he starts going over a building, and my friend. And I was like, okay, you go around that way, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep following him. And then when you're in position, I'm going to start chasing. So his HUD like blinks to life and notices me and warns him to run away, and he's going to run right into you. And then he's going to feel so salty. And like the, the game sort of intelligently 
recognizes you doing these things and awards you points, which is a thing I kind of don't like about it, that you level up. So people have, like, better abilities than me, which is pretty annoying. But at, at least you get the good abilities, like, fairly early on. You get ones that you are pretty useful. But still, that, like, ability use in multiplayer, I just want to have all the tools available to me from the start. Let's make a level playing field. Yes. Um, but that, it's so good. That's really shocking. Because, I mean, I remember hearing that and being like, I don't understand how that's going to work. So the fact that they executed I, it well... That's uh, yeah, that's kind of amazing to me. I I would bet I I obviously have no way to do this beyond doing very simple research, but I would bet it's similar people on the team as made the Splinter Cell multiplayer, which is also awesome. Mm. Well, that and, is, uh, they are both Ubisoft, so that's very possible. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, the there are some obvious uh, I don't know touchstones between the two of them. So much so that I frequently say I'm going aggro spy, <laughs> which is just what I mean when I'm just like, all right, I'm just going balls out and charging this guy, which is like very rarely a good idea because you're awarded so much more score if you're incognito. And also there are modes where you are both hunting and being hunted. So exposing yourself is very dangerous because usually the guy chasing you is right on your tail. And that's where like some of my anger about the leveling system comes in because I really want the poison ability that basically gives you a totally undetectable kill. Like, there's no animation on anybody else's screen when you poison somebody. It only hap- You can only do it, like, once a minute. But still, that would be a really great power. Because <laughs> you just, like, basically shank somebody and keep walking like a, like a prison stabbing. Yeah. I've, my favorite also really awesome thing about Assassin's Creed 2 the uh the, the people that are singing along to the trailer describing the action oh god very funny yeah in spite of how stupid funny. it would seem it is still pretty funny mostly for the line uh are they wearing very good armor no they're not <laughs> oh, they're not <laughs> yeah that i mean that's all that guy does like he's got a whole youtube channel of it as i discovered the the one they have for dead space 2 is pretty good I'll I, have to check that out. I I kind of like that Dead Space 2 trailer. I said on Twitter today, it kind of, I think it it's Bullet with Butterfly Wings is the song. So I oh, was like, yeah. it appeals to like the 13-year-old version of me that was really into Smashing Pumpkins for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I feel like it's a, if, if the Dead Space people can do one thing is like cut something together really well, that is clearly their, their fort, forte. Um but the the literal trailer is is pretty good too. Just, you know, it just highlights some of the absurdities of these things, and it is in itself absurd. So, yeah, my favorite parts in those things are always when like, are they going to do this? Oh no, they didn't. <laughs> like, and especially in the Dead Space trailer because it's flashing up like quotes from magazines talking about how great it is. So he, he like laces that into the into the song so in the same line he's talking about what's happening in the game and what the review who's saying nice so it's I not know. like the your like mom it. will hate this which is the that's the dumbest yeah. marketing well, the, campaign can you be I mean, more juvenile a, really guys do you remember with uh dante's inferno where they staged fake protests yeah also so, well that's just a poor taste 
This marketing campaign is at least dumb. It presents it as a commercial, just a poorly conceived one. It's like Dead yeah. Space was wildly popular. Why do you need a terrible <laughs> marketing campaign to give people to buy I don't this know. one? I don't know. You even have a killer game. Uh, iPad app to go along with it. Oh, God, yeah. I know everybody on the internet's talking about that thing. I refuse to believe that's good. Because everybody totally... was like talking. They were, they were tossing shit around about Infinity Blade. And I got it. And it was like $7. And that game is kind of fun. Like, maybe I got $7 out of it. But it is, it's just Punch-Out. Well, they're totally... Like, they're punch getting out with the, leveling up. Well, yeah, but they're getting the, uh, the crappy game system handicap. You know, it's like, yeah, I know. this game true. is awesome. Oh, well, it's on, the iPhone, it on the iPad. For... It's like, wow, I, I thought all like... iPad games were supposed to suck unless it was Angry Birds. Yeah. Uh, you, the, the thing about Infinity Blade is you can play a whole cycle of that game in probably 15 minutes, and it will never change from then on in. You will fight, like, slightly different monsters, but you will proceed along the same path every time. And it's built into the game. Like, the game is... You are part of this long line of warriors, so when one dies, the next guy shows up at the exact same castle and follows the exact same path and probably fights an iron golem in the elevator room. <laughs> it might be a cave troll. They act pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, so, like, it, it's kind of fun, but uh, nothing thus far on iPad or iPhone has won me over. I like Game Dev Story. That was kind of cute because I named all my games uh, basically like Fecal things or <laughs> my my hit game was called ace blasto uh it nearly had 10 sequels it was a ninja action game nice but whatever man it's almost been an hour this is supposed to be a short one because it's bar trivia night and i have to go over there and hurry up and fail to know any of the answers <laughs> to questions <laughs> i got so super psyched the last time there was one because the question was, what is Jenny's phone number in the song Jenny? And I was like, yeah, let me write it down. And then, like, everybody was like, oh, I know that. And I was like, shut up. No, you don't. This is the one I know. <laughs> You're all jerks. No, oh, I'm going home, and I'm taking the trivia answer sheets with me. <laughs> oh. I'm taking this beer, too. <laughs> but all right. You want to clap? Let's clap. Let's do it. By Magica, by Magica, by Magica, by Magica, by Magica, by Magica, by Magica. There you go.